Amen. He is great today. Amen. Amen. Good to see everybody today. And if you're here to visitor today, we're glad to have you. Um, we come for one reason. I say it quite often is worship God. Uh, he's worthy to be praised today. Amen. I want to speak to you for just a little bit today. I want to read the scripture to you. And you don't have to turn over there, but you can find it in Proverbs 14 and 34. It says, Righteous exalt a nation, but sin to reproach to any people. Amen. Uh, just keep that thought in mind for just a little bit. Um, if you will, turn with me to, um, if I get over here in just a second. We're going to Exodus this morning to get some of the scriptures up if you want to. Uh, turn If you want to turn over there. I found it here. Yeah. Exodus, the 12th chapter. We'd be taking a lot of it from the... I mean, we're going to be going to the 14th chapter mainly, but I'm going to read or find out a little bit more about the other. I want to talk to us today about, you know, we, they sing a song, How Greater God Is. He is great. And He is good. And, and uh, I think sometimes, you know, maybe we forget who God is. I mean, what I'm trying to say is His character, I guess, put that away. You know, and you, sometimes you got to go back to, I do, to back to Genesis to read the beginning and see how awesome he is. And this little pea brain mind I got, it just blows my mind what he done. Amen. And, you know, and I think we today, you know, uh, the Bible tells us there's two things we're going to do, you know, regardless. You're going to die one day and you're going to face judgment. That's just what the Bible says, and that's, you know, it's, it's, it's stamped in there. And we're going to do that. You know, there's no escape to it. Um, we live in a time today that, you know, uh, I've seen somebody, I don't know, this morning, yesterday morning, I heard her say, that surprises me. And I said, that's kind of a strange thing to say. I said, ain't nothing surprised me anymore today on anything. I don't know what they was talking about. And uh, it doesn't really surprise me today. And we look around today and we see all these troubles that we got today. We got a lot of them, amen? amen. But we still got a great God. Amen. We got a lot of problems, a lot of situations, and it's almost to the point you think it's just almost out of hand. I mean, really, you get to, if you live in some places in the world, you would think it was out of hand. You know, we're blessed to live here where we live at today, man. We should thank God every day that we live in a place that we do. But I wanted to, and you, you looked at all these things today, and you begin to look around, and you know we have to, you know we have to live like you know this this is our last day, but we also got to live like we're going on over a while, because we have got to set foundation, or with all foundation already set, we got to set you know plan to our young people what's right, what's wrong, and all this and that. But I wanted, you know, we looked at. At, at uh, the situation that we time that we live in, and we're always looking for an answer for the problem. Amen. I mean, they're all the world's looking for an answer to the problem. We're always looking. A lot of people's always. Oh, and I don't want to bring politics into this, and I'm not going to. But always looking for the next election. Maybe we can get somebody there to help us. You know, this and that's what it. You know, that's all a lot of people's attitude is today. But you know, there ain't but one person or one thing can help us. And that's getting back to God. Come on. I mean, that's getting, that's, that's the whole, whole world, whole United States to get back to God. 
Because the Bible says, you know, a sin, you know, it it, it it destroy a nation. And we see that happening today very much so. But I want to talk to you, you know, and we if you read in Genesis for just a little bit how great, you know, what God can do and what he can't what he can do. And I'm gonna uh, switch that over to where Moses led the children of Israel out of Egypt. Everybody knows the story. I'm just going to go into it just a little bit. And to the point, you know, it really really wasn't what Moses done that Pharaoh let the people go. It was Moses' obedience to God Amen. that Pharaoh let them go. Because Moses didn't call all the things to happen to Egypt. It was God that done that. But Moses was just being obedient to God's word. He was being obedient to God's word. And I guess if you want to title this message, it's just a simple one word. It's if. Two. I. Elf. That's how you spell it. I ain't a good speller. <laughs> Y'all probably laugh at me a little bit. I was in high school one time. I wasn't in high school. I was in school. It was great school. I guess it was. And I was always the last one to get picked on spelling bee. You know, you tell spelling bees. I was kind of next to the last, maybe most of the last. So they found, I felt sorry for one time. I'll never forget this. I shouldn't even say, say this, but they get, who was giving the words out and spell, spell get. I said, G-I-T. <laughs> I mean, I sit down on that word. I'm not a good speller. And I wasn't the brightest light on the tree. But... I'm thankful to have God now. He's the one that shines. Amen. I don't know why I brought that up for. But if you read 2 Chronicles 7 14, the most important word in that, in that scripture is if. Amen. Yeah. If. All the mothers don't mean nothing if we don't do it. Come on. If my people will humble themselves and call him, now y'all know this, the, the scripture or the, what it says. He said, if our people will humble themselves, he said he would hear from heaven, he would heal our land and do all these things. And you don't have to raise your hand, but how many believes we need a healing from God today, from our land to our bodies to our country today? We need a healing today. We need a healing today. And it's not going to come from the White House. It's not going to come a check in the mail. It's going to come from God if but the first thing, for that to happen, it's if. If we'll do this, he'll hear. If we'll do this. The Bible says that, you know, into the whole scripture, it says there's not but two ways. And that's God's way. Or it's the other way. And we're all the time, you know, you read in Deuteronomy, you know, all about all the blessings, you know, I think around the 28th chapter. It talks about if we do all these things, all the blessings, man, we're just one after other, after other. But you read on down through there from about, I forgot exactly what verse, from about the 14th or so on down through about the 68th verse. But there's, a, there's another whole part of that chapter. If we don't be obedience, man, there's a lot of curse coming on. Come on. But we all hear today, we always hear the preacher talking about, man, and all the blessings of God. All the great things that God blessed in the store, blessed in the field, blessed going in, blessed going out. But we forgot about the if. We forgot about the if. We think, man, God's going to bless me. I'm just going to do what I want to do and God's going to bless me. That's not right. If we be obedient. If we be obedient. 
Moses led the children of Israel and he went through all the stages and all the story, you know, and all the plagues and everything that happened in Egypt. It was God that done that. Moses was just obedient, being obedient to his word. Amen. Just being obedient. He said, what can I do to help my community? What can I do to help my church if, if you do this? It's not going to happen that's just sitting around talking about it, thinking all the bad stuff going on and this and that. If Moses never would have come out of the wilderness, what would have happened? They never got to leave. God was just as powerful when Moses in the wilderness on the backside of the desert or whatever it was. God was just as powerful then as he was when Moses was in Egypt. Do you hear what I'm talking about? I said that to say this, God is still just as powerful today as he's ever been. Amen. But we got so much a mess today, it's going to take more than a human today to fix things. Amen. It's going to take more than, you know, oh, I know I got a plan, this and plan. No, it's go back to get what God said. If, Amen. if God's people... Well, humble ourselves. We're living in a time today that we that, that seem like our country today is going against what is right. They're going against their churches today. They're going against their schools today because they're trying to get our young people to believe some of this garbage. And it's happening today. And it's happening today, people. It's not very far off. We are blessed to have the schools that we have today, but we keep Satan, if we let him keep running wild today, he's going to get in our schools too. He's going to get in our communities today. But if we would humble ourselves, he said, if you start praying for what is right, not what I want, but what's right. Oh, you hear what I'm talking about this morning. We always pray for what I want, but we need to pray for what God's will to be done. Amen. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Jesus told God one day, he said in the garden, he said, you know, and all this, the whole world was going crazy. He said, you know, if there's another way to us to get, out, get through this, let's go that way. But if not, if not, I believe Christ is just as human as I was, you know, when he's in the garden praying. He said, he didn't look forward to hanging on the cross. It wasn't going to be a treat, you know. But he said, if there's no other way, God, your will be done. Amen. Sometimes we got to go through stuff in our life that we don't want to go through today. I know the religious world today to tell you, you know, if you're doing what God's, God's plan, everything's going to be hunkered You won't go through this stuff. But let me tell you something. Christ went through something that wasn't great, and he was pretty close to God. <laughs> Moses got to Pharaoh, and God, through the obedience that Moses had, God got the people of Israel out of Egypt. Can anybody say amen to that? Amen. And I'm going to let you know just a little bit here, and just real quickly here, about what a task. And you find out in the 12th chapter of, of Exodus, you know, the Bible says, 37, for the children of Israel so journeyed from these places, there's about 600,000 on foot that were the men besides children. Can you imagine 600,000 men 
And that's the 37th chapter of the 12th chapter of Exodus. That's a big congregation. How can one man lead them? It wasn't one man. It was God leading them by somebody being obedient. I said that to say this. Sometimes we say, what, is, what am I among so many? If, there's that if again. That's a big word, isn't it? If I will just listen to God. If I will just be obedient to his word, I can do all things. All things are possible with God. 600,000 men and Moses is going to lead them to a place they'd never been before. Oh, let me tell you, I think God is wanting to take the church where we've never been before. My opinion, I don't know if y'all agree with that whatsoever, but I believe God is wanting to get his church together and say, hey, this happened thousands of years ago. We're still talking about it now. If time goes on another hundred years, I don't see it happening, but if it does, wouldn't you like to hear them talking about in a corner somewhere, and I would be dead and gone, but we'd like to hear them talking about somewhere. I remember an old, tall, uh, gray-headed preacher preaching at a country church one time talking about if, if we'd be obedient. That's where the revival started, not because of what he'd done, but he preached the word of God to him and said, if y'all will listen to him, if y'all humble yourself, if y'all do this, if y'all do that, he said, I will heal your land. God took Moses, one person that was an outcast to society, probably nobody thought he could do what he was going to do, but he is in the Bible. He's been talked about for years and years and will be talked about to the end of time. He was obedient to God and he led the children of Israel out of Egypt because being obedient 600,000 men and he took them and the Bible says you know as he got it and then we find out and I'll quickly go get out of this but the Bible says here as he led and got them out and we're going to that 14th chapter and all the things happened you know and, and, and Pharaoh let him go it wasn't, you know, that Moses done. I repeat myself on this quite a bit. It was what Moses done, but what God done to let the people go. I'm here today to tell you, they was in bondage, been in bondage for about 400 years, I think it was. And I'm telling you today, we're, and there's a lot of us today in the world today that's in bondage today. We just need somebody to listen to the word of God. And by the power of God, we can break the, we can break the, uh, the addiction of drugs in our world today. We can break the addiction of alcohol and all the things that are going on. The homosexuality the thing is running wild today. You know what I'm talking about? God never intended today for two women to marry, two men to marry. Never intended for that to happen. If you don't believe me, go back to Genesis. He said he made man, then he made woman. He said, you know, the man will leave his father and mother and cling to his wife. And they shall become one flesh. That's the only place in the Bible that you can find out what marriage is all about. It never intended for God for people to come inside the church to the same, same sex and be married by a minister of the world. They're not ministers of God. I'll just stand up on a limb and say that. Come on. 
if, and I'm going to say this and some of you like this, if we would humble ourselves, if we would do that and pray, we wouldn't have to worry about our officials saying that's all right because we would never put them in office. Amen. Don't shut me down. If we would humble ourselves, if we would fear God, God told Moses, you take the children of Israel and you lead them. I could hear Moses say, I can't do this. But God said, I ain't telling you to do it. I'm just telling you to be obedient. Tell them, just be a spokesman for me. He led them out. This big congregation going to a land of unknown. He led them out. And you know the rest of the story. In a little while, Pharaoh's heart was hard and he come after him. I think the Bible says 600 chariots come after him. Can you imagine? And they got to the place, we've heard this since Bible study school, to a place where the Red Sea, they got to a place, they had no place to go. Almost today, it seemed like we don't look around, we say, well, I don't know what we're going to do. Amen. You know what I'm talking about? Anybody ever said that? I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know what we're going to do. Pharaoh, they could hear the church coming, the thunder, the wheels rumbling on the, the church, and all that. They looked across, they said, There ain't no place for us to go. We're trapped here. Even to a point, someone said, We might as well have stayed back here. We should have never started. God didn't lead you here to let Satan carve you up. You just be obedient to his word. He'll get you out of this. Amen. He'll get you out of the situation that you're in if you just be obedient to his word. Amen. And God told it, and God told Moses, and y'all stay with me for just a moment. In the 13th verse of the 14th chapter, he says, Fear. And Moses and the people says, Fear you not. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord that he will show you this day for the Egyptians you see today. You shall see them no more forever. Love the next verse. Love the next verse. Before you can read that, or before you can really take that to heart, you got to put that word in there that if, if I'm obedient to God's word, if I'm obedient to his commandments, if I do this, if I do that, the Lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace. If you're in the, the, in the ordinance of God, in the commandments, in the will of God, you can say, if I'm, I'm doing this, God's going to fight for me. I just stand here and watch it. I can't fight this by myself. I can't fight this thing that we're are facing the world today by myself, but I know somebody that can. And that's God. Pharaoh had the children of Israel for bondage for 400 years. And one day they let out. And God told them, I'll say all that they had to get to this point, we'll start closing. I heard people come up and say, Pastor, what are we going to do now? Government's gone crazy. World's gone crazy. You turn the TV on, all the commercials make you just want to throw a shoe through it. Come on. Half the commercials now is promoting homosexuality. Come on. Your children sitting there watching that. He says, no big deal. They keep on, keep on, keep on planting their mind before long. They say, well, it's no big deal. But it is a big deal. It's going against God's plan. You understand what I'm talking about? 
who gets up and denies all of God's will and God all of God's plan, it ain't going to run very good. It ain't going to go very good. What are we going to do? First of all, we've got to be obedient to God. Amen. If my people will humble themselves and pray and call my name, I will seek my face. Be honest with yourself. When's the last time you seek God's face? Most of us is in a hurry going down the road. I got a prayer. God, thank you for this day. Help me today. Keep my mouth shut, this and that. I'll see you next time. That's not a lot of prayer for the world that we're living in today. We come to church on Sunday. We can't wait to get back home so we can get out and do what we want to do. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, guilty. Sit here in church, I can't think, I can sit there waiting, think, think what I'm going to do when I get home, all the pleasure I'm going to have when I get home, but we're in God's house now and robbing God of what He's given us. Will a man rob God? No, we put our offering plate back here, and I'm not worried about anybody taking anything out of it. But we sit here and we rob God. It's more precious than what's in that plate. That's time. That's time. If God's people will humble themselves and seek my face. He told, as we start closing this out, the Lord said to Moses, Therefore cry out unto me, speaking to the children of Israel. I'm going to change, I ain't trying to change the words of the Bible, but I'm going to, he said, tell the church. With all the chaos going on in the world today. You don't know what to do, how you raise your kids. With all the stuff they're facing today. If you humble yourself. If you do this. He said, I'll fight for you. If it was that Moses had anything to do with what happened. If Moses had been obedient to God's. He told Moses, he said, tell the children of Israel, don't look back. Put this moment version. There ain't but one way to go, and that's go forward. Go forward. I didn't bring you out here for this happiness away. You say, Pastor, I don't have to get out of the mess I'm in. Get a hold of God's word. He said, took the rod and lifted it up, and the sea split. Man, what a God we serve. And he said, the children of Israel, you know how many people went across that on dry ground? Man, you can't think about it, dry ground. You split the Grizzly Lake, try to walk across it. It'd be hard to. See, God, when he does stuff, he does it right. say this in closing my wife ain't here today she's wore out this weather's been hard for her to breathe and she has hard days and some nights she don't always sleep at all and it finally catches up with her and she woke up this boy about eight o'clock she said I just I'm just too tired and when I brought that in and said you know here you know we're just insurance poor anymore anybody know what I'm talking about she got a bunch of insurance I don't even know about you know 
Aflac insurance, this and that. When she tried to use it, you know, when she done her knee thing or whatever it was, she had to go almost go to court to get them to pay. Amen. I told them to just tell them, take it and cram it. <laughs> I ain't got that much patience with some people. But you got insurance for this, got insurance for that, got insurance for that. You know, you won't even, you guarantee you're going to pay your insurance. So what, my house burned. No insurance. We'll do whatever it takes to get that insurance paid. They may not ever use it. But there's one insurance policy you're going to use one day. You don't get out of it. It's really good or not, you're going to make it. And that's the insurance policy of Jesus Christ. If it's been applied to your heart, you will use that policy someday. And to me, it didn't cost me hardly anything. It just cost my Savior's life. But I'm more worried about my other insurance policies than I'm out that one sometimes. That's when I say I as a world, as a church world. You know what I'm talking about. So, in closing, we got a big God. We got big problems. Children of Israel had big problems. But they had an awesome God that God didn't forget them. And we got an awesome God that hasn't forgot you either. He hasn't forgot you. If you don't get anything else, get this. He told me to tell y'all, with everything that's going on, just keep going forward. Go forward. Call the Lord to fight for you. If you'll be obedient to his will. If you'll be obedient to his will. Let's stand. Let's stand this morning if you want to. If you need to come and pray for any reason, come on right now. I don't know your hearts. If you want to pray, if you do, come on right now. Anybody. Every head's bowed. If you want to slip out, and come on. Come on right now. Do you have that insurance policy that I'm talking about? Because someday you will, you will need it. There's some coming. There'll be others that come this morning and pray. Anybody at all who will come and pray? Anybody? Anybody else? In your uplifted hands, just say, remember you pray. God bless them hands. Anybody else? God bless them. Bless them. If you bow in prayer with me for just a moment. Father, today in the name of Jesus Christ, we come to you today. Thank you today for this time you've given us today. Father, I pray for a sister here today, Father. As she's come to this altar and praying, Father, we know something's on her heart this morning. We know that you know what it is. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, you will answer that. Touch that prayer today, Father. Let your will be done today. For those that lifted their hands today, Father, we ask you to touch them. Touch that situation today, Father. I pray for our country today. I pray for those that sick today in our community across the world today, Father. That you reach down and touch them. I pray for young people today, Father, that's here at the church. For the young people today that's fighting problems that they're facing today, Father. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. You just put a shield over them, Father, and protect them today in this world that we live in today. I ask you today to stir up this church today in a mighty special way today, Father. Let the Holy Spirit of God just stir us today in such a way 
that we can't come, wait to come and worship you. Father, stir my soul today. Give me the words that I need today, Father, to lead this congregation. It's not me to lead it, but you use me as a spokesman today. Because sometimes it looks like it's impossible. With an oath, you all things are possible. Father, stir the hearts today. First in Jesus, let me pray. Amen. 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 God's good to us. Amen. Amen.